John Skillman, and this is the Sober Dad Podcast, where we talk about raising kids and not glasses. Hey there, happy Monday. Hope you guys had a good Mother's Day weekend. We had a pretty nice weekend here. I took the day off of Twitter, so that'll be a new thing going forward. Sundays, no social media, nothing like that. So if you need to reach me, you can reach me by email, and I'll get back to you on Monday. It was nice uh, putting the phone away and being a little more present for the family. We went on a nice walk in the woods, got some cool pictures, the kids climbed on trees and grabbed sticks. My son tried to eat a pine cone. So, you know, it was a very nice day. We had sushi for dinner. I made eggs benedict for breakfast. And my sister-in-law was nice enough to make the hollandaise sauce because I didn't really want to do that. I didn't have one of those little cheaty packet things. And making it from scratch kind of sucks. Looked hard. So I'm glad she was there. So I want to say thanks to her. But yeah, it was a a great day. Can't complain. Kids got to give their gifts to their mom, and it was 90-something degrees here in northern Oregon, which there's like a heat advisory now. Everybody freaks out when it gets over 80 degrees. So yeah, I hope you guys' Mother's Day was a good one, too. Hope you got to celebrate with your mom. Um... If your mom's no longer in your life or not in your life, I hope you guys did something nice anyway for yourselves. And, oh yeah, today is my 90 days. A little humble brag there. Not gonna be focusing on my days of sobriety too much in this show, but, you know, 90 days seems like a big deal. So, just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, I'm pretty proud of myself, not going to lie. I don't think we're going to do anything uh, special. I don't really plan on it. But uh, technically, my three months was yesterday. But I was not going to try to share Mother's Day with my wife. I told her, you could have that. I'll just, uh, you know, I'll do my 90 days the next day. So, yeah, 90 days down. So, I believe I'm going to do the Wednesday episode uh, with a theme of that so we'll see where that goes but that rambling intro went on long enough so today we are here to talk about failure that scary f word that no one likes no one likes to talk about failure but today we're gonna see how failure is not that bad of a thing it can actually help you and you should use failure to help you learn so you don't fail again. Or if you do, always be failing forward. What do you think about when you hear the word failure? How does it make you feel? Stressed? Ashamed? Maybe give you a little bit of anxiety? Maybe make you a little sad? Hopefully, by the end of this episode, you can view failure a little differently Simply put, failure is a lack of success. That's the definition, a lack of success. But it's not that simple, is it? Sure, it sucks to fail, but that's part of the learning process. Hopefully, when you are trying something, when you fail, you're at least making progress towards it. 
So, like, think of your first time trying something, learning to walk, riding a bike, playing a new instrument, quitting drinking or drugging. People fail all the time. Life is full of failure. You probably heard quotes like, people who never fail are people who never try anything new. Or the statistic that Michael Jordan, arguably the best basketball player ever, missed more shots than he made. A great hitter in Major League Baseball hits three out of every ten times at bat, and that's considered good. A 30% success rate. Failure is especially present in recovery. How many people do you know that are chronic relapsers? Maybe it's yourself. Maybe you relapse a lot and can't string together too many days. And I'm not calling you a failure if you are a relapser or if you have relapsed. At its very simplest, a relapse is a failure to remain sober. I'm not even calling a relapse a good or a bad thing. It just is. It's a thing that happens. I mean, I had hundreds of day ones, so I failed hundreds of times to stay sober. That's just the nature of sobriety, the nature of quitting, drinking, or drugging. You're gonna slip up. Everyone that I know has tried to quit before and were not successful their first, second, or even 500th time. I mean, how many times have you sworn off drinking, for instance, and, oh, I'm never going to drink again when you're really hungover, only to be drinking again sometimes that very same day or the day after? If you've spent any time in the rooms or around any recovery community, you'll hear the term field research. It's used a lot. And just the term research implies you're learning something. And field research basically means that you went out and drank some more to see if you can control it, or you went out using drugs to see if you can control it. And in my experience, that has never worked. And the research that was gained was, oh, I can't control this. I am powerless over this. So if you're doing research, you're learning something. So when you fail at staying sober, hopefully you're learning something. This applies to all aspects of life. I mean, my three-year-old is potty trained, and she has been for some time. She doesn't pee the bed anymore. Uh, she wears underwear to bed and all that stuff. But lately, she's been doing this thing where she'll just piss herself wherever she's standing. She'll be in the middle of the kitchen, and all of a sudden, she'll stop whatever she's doing and just start peeing all over the floor and all over herself. And that is a failure to make it to the toilet and to do what she needs to do. And I could get mad at her for that. I could yell and stomp my feet and be upset at I, that I'm being inconvenienced for having to deal with that. But she doesn't learn anything from that. So instead, I grab her a towel and I ask her to clean it up. And while she's cleaning it up, we have a conversation. I ask her constructive questions to help her realize why she failed and what she could do differently. So I ask her, hey, did you know you had to pee before this happened? 
were you holding your pee for a long time because you were having too much fun doing whatever it is you were doing? And I always end it with the same question. What can you do differently next time? And granted, she's three, so it takes a little prompting and stuff. But we always get the answer that she needs to go to the bathroom and go pee before she can no longer hold it. She needs to go as soon as she realizes she has to go pee. And, you know, she's not going to succeed on the first try after that either. She's pissed on the floor a couple times lately. And, yeah, it's frustrating. It sucks to fail. It's frustrating for her. She looks ashamed and guilty and, you know, a little bit scared sometimes, which is probably my fault for the way I used to behave when she would do something, any of my kids would do something that would inconvenience me. I would get upset. I would raise my voice sometimes and try to make them feel guilty. And that doesn't work. Uh, when, when you make your kids feel guilty and you berate them, it's just going to make them not want to come to you with their problems, especially when they're older. And all of my kids are young and I definitely don't want them hiding their problems from me and not be willing to come to me when they're older and have like serious problems, not just pissing on the floor problems. But if you look at how, you know, she feels when that happens, the look on her face, the disappointment, she's upset, you know, can you relate to that feeling? I mean, she's still learning how to use, you know, use the toilet and not piss on the floor. But if, you just beat her up about it and put her down, then that's not constructive. Nothing good can come from that. Does it help you when someone beats you down after a relapse? Do we need someone to tell us we need to try more self-control or try harder? Or does it help you more to look at the events that led to the relapse and isolate the problems? Sure, I could get mad at myself, and you could get mad at yourself, but what is that going to do for you? What is that going to achieve? No matter what it is, what you're trying to do in life, when you fail, you should have that internal conversation with yourself. Like, what happened? What went wrong? What choices did we make that led to this? Or what actions did we take? And that applies to everything, not just drinking and drugging, not relapse. Find the lesson and try to get better every time. That's the best thing that you can do. And finally, give yourself some grace. The best thing you can do when you fall down is get back up. When learning to ride a bike, if you just stayed down after falling and just lamented about how hard it is, you never would have learned anything. 40 to 60% of people relapse after leaving an inpatient program in the first 30 days. Up to 85% of people relapse in the first year. You're not alone. Sobriety is hard. It's a life where you have to live every day in mindfulness and looking deep inside yourself and trying to better yourself. So I'm going to give you a scenario you have, let's say, a week of sobriety, things are going well, and 
you get invited to go out to a gathering with some old friends of yours and you go to the party and someone offers you a drink and you turn down the first drink and you're hanging out, you're feeling good at first and then you're in, watching other people enjoy their, seemingly enjoy their drinks and it looks like they're having fun and you're starting to get a little self-conscious, you're walking around and, you know, the more the night goes on, people start getting a little more tipsy, people start getting more rowdy and let's say the third or fourth time someone offers you a drink you finally cave in and say yes, and then you start drinking. And then, you know, the relapse happens. And now, tomorrow, you're back on day one again. So, you just failed. What can you learn? So, if you look back on that night, uh, the first thing that pops out is, do you need to be at that party or that gathering? What was the occasion? Was it just a get-together or was it, you know, a wedding or some important event that you might be ostracized or, you know, chastised for not going to? Like, is it your brother's wedding or something? Or if it's just a little gathering, the first question you can ask yourself was, do I really need to be there? Is it worth it to put myself in that situation in the first place? The second thing you could look at is when you got there, did you already have a drink in your hand? People are less inclined to offer you a drink if you are already holding a drink. So if, you know, sparkling water is your thing or some other, like just soda, if you have a drink in your hand, they're not going to offer you a drink. So you could use that as a strategy moving forward. Always have something in your hand so people are less inclined to offer. The other thing you could do is if you know people there, which I assume you do if you're going to a gathering, let someone there know that you are sober and that you're in recovery and they can keep an eye on you and help you out and prevent that relapse from happening. If you've got some accountability there, you're less likely to fail because I know for me, if I have some accountability, I don't want to look bad to other people. I'm self-conscious that way. So if someone else there knows I'm not supposed to be drinking and they see me with a beer in my hand, then I'm going to feel like shit for failing in front of that person. And let's say that you did turn down the first few drinks. If you feel that feeling creeping in, if that little voice in your head starts saying, why can't we, or it just one, or anything like that, if you know yourself well enough, you know just one is never just one. And that's when you can use the exit strategy. If you start feeling that your willpower, or whatever you want to call it, is running out and it's harder and harder to resist, just go home. Just leave. Tell a friend there that, you know, you, you don't feel well or whatever you have to tell them. Or just, you know, if it was me, especially now, I would be honest. I would say, hey, I'm starting to feel real tempted. I think I need to go. These are all things that we can use in the event of a relapse to 
make sure it doesn't happen again. Those are all lessons learned. Don't waste a relapse. Learn from it and pick yourself back up. So I want to leave you with three points that you can apply to anything you're trying to do, whether it's sobriety or potty training or trying something new. Number one, get back up fast. Don't stay down. The longer you lay there, the harder it is to get back up. Just think about laying in bed in the morning and your alarm goes off and then you turn it off and stay in bed and how nice and warm and cozy you are. The longer you lay there, the more likely you are to, you know, fall back asleep. Or in this case, the more likely you are to stay down and keep drinking. How many times have you heard of someone relapsing and then it takes them months or years to get back to trying sobriety, get back in the rooms or anything like that? Number two, learn something. Look at what happened and see where you can improve. Look at the choices that you made and the things that you could do differently in the future. And finally, number three, get back to work. Keep trying with the goal to always get better. Johnny Cash said, you build on failure. You use it as a stepping stone. Close the door on the past. You don't try to forget the mistakes, but you don't dwell on it. You don't let it have any of your energy or any of your time or any of your space. So if you live with that mindset, you'll do well. You'll be able to fail with grace, fail forward, and always be getting better. And just to reiterate again, I'm not saying that relapse is a good or a bad thing. I'm not trying to make you feel shitty. It's just a thing that happens. I've had hundreds of day ones. I'm sure you've had many, many day ones. I'm not even saying that you will relapse. Just don't waste the relapse. Learn from it. Pick yourself back up and get back to work. You know, make failure work for you and you'll be just fine. You got this. As always, you can email me at soberdadpodcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, shout outs, suggestions. And you can find me over on Twitter at soberdadpod in the recovery posse. Always a lot of fun over there. A lot of people posting their recovery wins and questions and people supporting other people who are relapsing and who are still learning how to be sober. It's a good community over there. If you like this show and you're getting something out of it, please share the show and shout it out at a meeting, share it on social media, just spread the word. Together, we can grow this show and reach more people that need to hear this message. I'm working on some back-end stuff here so we can hopefully get a website up and running soon that's a little nicer than just the Buzzsprout landing page. And all of that stuff is going to take some time and some money, so be patient. And if you're interested in supporting the show, you can check the show notes tab. I'm not going to chill or anything but uh yeah if you like what you hear and you want to support then check the show notes and other than that thanks for being here 
I will see you guys Wednesday with a new episode. And I'm John Skillman. Remember, raise your kids and not glasses. The best thing you can do when you fail down. Ah, fail down. Fail down.